Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Well, almost immediately the revelations began to come. And I was very studious. I've been in the ministry, see, for 15 years. Well, 14 and 48. And I was very studious. I'd read sometimes all night long. Gain all the knowledge I could. But by revelation of the word, I gained more knowledge in a matter of a few months than I had in 14 years put together until I said to my wife, what in the world have I been preaching? I mean, I've been so stupid, it's a wonder the deacon didn't have to tell me to get, come, get in out of the rain. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on Live in the Supernatural. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. The Lord said something to me way back in the winter of 1947 and 48. I was pastor of a church in East Texas. And uh, toward the end of November of 1947, and then all of December of 1947, and then all of January of 1948, rather, January 48, then December of 48, or or February, excuse me, of 48, and into March, over a period of about four, maybe five months, I spent extra time praying. I kept my Bible open on the altar. I'd slip in there, I went on, carried on everything else that had to be done, and I may just slip in there and pray just a few few sentences and get up and run off. Maybe do that several times a day. Uh, Among other things, there are about three things really I was praying about, and one of them was I would take those prayers that Paul prayed for the Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3, and I'd pray them for myself. And I did that day after day, now Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. I never missed less than three times a day praying it. Sometimes four or five. Sometimes I'd stay a little longer. Sometimes I'd say to my wife, now I know because kids are in school, we eat on schedule. If I don't come out, don't send Ken after me, I'm not going to eat. And so they'd leave me alone. But I I prayed Many a time, when you put it all together, it'd be many, many, many hours. Just pray those same prayers over and over again. Put my name in there. I pray, Paul said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, may give unto you, I'd say, unto me, unto me. Put me in there. Hallelujah. And after I'd been praying that way for about uh, four months or almost three, between three and four months, I'm kneeling there in the altar praying the same prayer again or the two prayers again. I left my Bible open to those things. And, and, and it was just like some man standing there talking to you, yet there's nobody there. Said, I'm gonna take you on. See, a lot of people want to go on, but you've got to cover the ground you're on before you can go on. Amen? I'm going to take you on to revelations and visions. Well, almost immediately the revelations began to come. And I was very studious. I, I've been in the ministry, see, for 15 years. 
well, 14 and 48. And I was very studious. I'd read sometimes all night long, gain all the knowledge I could. But by revelation of the Word, I gained more knowledge in a matter of a few months than I had in 14 years put together until I said to my wife, what in the world have I been preaching? I mean, I've been so stupid, it's a wonder the deacon didn't have to tell me to get, come, get in out of the rain. Amen. And then in 1950, the visions began to come. And from 1950 to February of 1959, the Lord appeared to me eight times. Three times out of the eight, he talked to me for an hour and a half. Praise God. But then another thing that I was praying about was ministry. Now, I had every reason in the world to be satisfied. We as pastor the best church we had pastored. We was living in the best parsonage we'd lived in as a family or since my wife and I were married and the children came. We had the most money we ever had. I looked up the record. The church wasn't all that old, maybe 25, 29 years old, I guess, something like that. And, and, and we were running more in attendance than they'd ever run, the history of the church. The church has got more money. I've got every reason in the world to be satisfied, but I'm not satisfied. I'm dissatisfied. I, I, I like it as washing your feet with your socks on. You know, it, it don't feel right. You may not know what's wrong, but it just don't feel right. And so that's one thing. I didn't get an answer the first month. I didn't get an answer the second month. I think some people miss it by not just staying in there. I didn't get an answer till between the third and the fourth month of praying. Extraordinary, I always prayed a lot, but extraordinary praying, adding to it. Until one day the Lord said to me, now, the reason you're not satisfied is I never did call you to pastor to begin with. That's not your calling. And that's the reason, you know, that I felt. Now, he permitted that because every church I pastored but one, he told me in a supernatural way to take it. Well, I wouldn't have done it if he hadn't said so. Well, why? Well, the, that's training period. Amen. Praise God. Notice the text that I quoted earlier in talking to these folks that we ordained by laying on a hand from that 13th chapter of Acts. Look at that. Notice what it said. Now there, first verse, now there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers <coughs> such as mentions the names of five men, begins with Barnabas and ends with Saul. Now, these five are either a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. Now, I believe Barnabas was a teacher. I believe Paul was a prophet and a teacher because he did teach the Word and he did have revelation. Now, as they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I've called them. Now, they're already in the ministry. They are either a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher, but they're not in doing what God called them to do. Are they? I said, are they? Huh? No, they're not. The Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have, not I'm going to, or I am called, I have called them. 
Amen. So then they fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, and sent them forth on what we call their first missionary journey. But what were they called to do? They were called to be missionaries or apostles or missionaries to the Gentiles. Amen? That was their main ministry. What were, what were they doing in a minute? God's preparing them. What if they hadn't have been faithful? He couldn't have promoted them. Amen? One of the things that the Lord said to me in that first vision, September the 2nd, 1950, in Rockwall, Texas, under a tent, when the Lord appeared to me in the first vision, among other things that he said to me, he said this, and I'll get to the most important one in a minute, but he said this, when he, he said, when you left your last church, that was in 19, February of 1949, and I'd been in the ministry till 1934, so that's 15 years. When you left your last church, at that time, you entered into the first phase of the ministry that I have for you. Well, I said, Lord, I've been in the ministry 15 years. And you mean, you mean I just now, when I left my last church, which was the year before, at that time, I just then entered into the first phase. I haven't even been in the first phase. Well, if you stop and look at that 13th chapter again, now, Paul and Barnabas wasn't in the first phase of what he had called them to do, were they? Amen? Then he said something to me that's very important. He said to me, many ministers live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. That's the reason he said many of them die young and some in middle age. Now, not all of them, but some. Well, you can't argue with the Lord. I, I tried it, but it didn't work. <laughs> so I just accepted it. Hallelujah. Now, during that time of seeking God, though, spending extra time seeking God, one day, he said, now, I'd, I'd kneel in the altar and pray. I like to kneel and pray. That third chapter of Ephesians, Paul said, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And so I'd kneel. But then I like to move around a little bit sometimes. So I was, I was walking up and down the aisles of the church, out there by myself praying. And the Lord said something to me that startled me. And you'll have to understand that I'm talking about, you see, 50, one or two years ago. I didn't know as much as then as I know now. Don't know much yet, but I'm learning. And, and he said, I didn't put, because in seeking him and revelation began to come, I began to see God had a healing ministry for me. And I said, he said, I didn't put gifts and healing, gifts of healing, and my name in the church for the church to heal herself with. I put gifts of healings in my name in the church for the church to heal the world with. Now, I, 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 I couldn't and didn't. If it's something I don't know, I don't let it bother me. I just put it on the shelf and leave it alone and God gets ready, he'll tell me. But I came eventually to see it 
You see, after all, the church shouldn't need those things. The church should know that himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. The world don't know that. Amen? The church should know by whose stripes ye were, not a going to be ye were healed. Amen? Now that's the reason that you hear such, it's, all, it's almost unbelievable to people here. You hear results like Christopher Alam is having. Now every year from school, there are those that go on missionary journeys, tours, or whatever you want to call them. Many of them are folks that have a ministry, feel maybe that uh, missionary calling is their calling. Some just go, you know, to be going. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, we have a great offer this month. It's your uh, dad's DVD on living in the supernatural or living the supernatural and your book, God's Greater Glory. You know, we, we're offering those for twenty nine ninety five. That's right. And, and that, actually, the retail on it is forty one ninety, so that's about an eleven ninety five saving, almost, almost $12. $12. That's right. So, hey. And you know, your book, it says bringing revival to this generation. And right. I'll tell you what, we need to bring revival to this generation, don't we? That's it's right. awesome. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Live in the Supernatural, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen.